This, 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 Hello and welcome to another episode of the Full Reptile Radio. Uh, I'm Dan Hardy and I'm joined with Owen Oxley. Um, joined with, joined by. Already bye. I, I, I can be by here. Yeah, I, can I don't buy know what's with. going on. When I'm on other people's podcasts, I nail it. But when I'm, whenever I'm recording something on my own, I always butcher it. I'm not sure what's going on with it's that. Cause, it's because I've just melted your brain <laughs> with some cod shit talk about That's true. something. That's true. Well, we've got loads to get through today. And I am going to try and keep us on a structure because I've realised this show can be rather tangential. Which is actually a word. Can you I'm going to try to take us off on a tangent. <laughs> so, yeah, bring it on. So, we're going to start with... what well, I'm going to let you listeners know what we're going to do to start with, and then you can see how Owen will massively divert this, and it's not at all my Derail. fault. It's just a derail. <laughs> That's all it is. Derailed with Owen Oxley. Oh, so, um, we're going to start with... Well, we've got a few fights to catch up on. So, we've got last weekend's Korean Zombie against Rodriguez. We're going to pick a few fights off that, and then we're going to do... UFC Argentina, and then I am about to get on a plane to go to Beijing, so we'll talk about that card as well. Okay, who's who's main on China? Uh, Ingano against Curtis plays the rematch. Yeah, the rematch. and Ingano's not had another go since he uh, since he had his confidence strangled out of him. Yeah, well, he had that. He had that. He kind of shit the bed against Derek Lewis, didn't he? Yeah, it wasn't. And they a just kind of they, 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 what they threw like four strikes each. I think yeah, it was not good. No, it, it was a, it was a pretty pretty atrocious fight. But that's that's the thing, you know, when you're on such a win streak and then you run into Stipe Miocic and you get beaten at every range and you just can't get into the fight. Nope. Um. Anyway, we've, we've already see already a tangent. Already, already a tangent. Yes. Well, that's that's a big tick for me. So I'm done. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna behave. <laughs> Apart from I'm I'm gonna mention one thing just to just to clear it because it's longer ago than Denver. Yep. One FC. Okay. I've never watched any one FC. I've seen some highlights. I've seen a couple of bits, but not not really watched it. Will you watch it now? DJ's going. Over. Yes. And that's, that was exactly what I was going to say. So Dana's not had the best relationship with TJ, uh, with, sorry, with DJ. Not only that, the whole Ben Askren thing where, I mean, we all know that Dana says certain things and then does other things. It's classic. Yeah. But the fact that everyone is talking about uh, Ben Askren is exactly what Dana wants. Because even if, even if Ben Askren shits the bed, does nothing on his first fight, everyone will tune in just to see. So he's already paid his own wage. He's already paid for the whatever contract and they're saving money off DJ. Yep. Because how many belts do they owe him? Like 640 belts. Yeah, something. Dude, like a removals truck pulling up (laughs) with fucking belts and Henry Cejudo behind going, can I have one of them? Yeah. So the thing, if I was DJ and I had what, I think he's got 12 UFC belts. Is that right? 12, 13? I I think I would start start thinking about diversifying my collection yeah I, I would want to add a one fc belt to it i'd go and pick up a rising belt the pride belts were always they were really nice, nice yeah weren't they? bit big though yeah he's but a- that's but that's the thing i mean but you've got to think if you're putting a belt around mark coleman's waist it's got to be a decent size yeah you know if you put it on gomi's waist then it needs to be a bit smaller but yeah sad story about mark coleman though can you remember a while back on ebay he was selling his pride uh tournament trophy is that right yeah oh i'd have bought that I wouldn't because it was about eighteen grand, but it was. Was it really? Yeah, oh, I can make mm. you one. Joe Rogan should have bought it for his uh, for his gym. Imagine. He stood it in the corner oh, next, to the next to a bear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but with the, with the whole thing, I just when I, when everyone was talking about it and they were saying about Ben Askren, I just see a, a whole Jake Shields thing coming. Depending who they give him, I know obviously is it Robbie Lawler they're on about yeah matching him with uh-huh. which which is nice, but I mean 
We've seen Robbie get taken down. Could be a rough fight for Robbie Lawler, that. Yeah, and it doesn't really do a lot. I mean, the the shame thing, I think, because I would definitely watch DJ way more now with way more interest in 1FC. So that's good, mm-hmm. but at the same time, is it? And when I see DJ going across there, I wanted him to get his belt back from Henry Cejudo because I don't... It was a close fight. Yeah. He didn't need to fight him. He'd already basically solidified everything he smashed him in a round but what this does by him not by him losing then not having a rematch or ever fighting tj it just it just dilutes him a little bit mm. it just it just takes a bit of his uh takes a bit of his energy it does a little bit i wonder if i wonder if i'd like to see the the the, the um the details of the deal because you've got to think if it's a three fight deal DJ goes over to uh, to one FC and wins three fights against three guys that are you know good one FC level, but probably wouldn't do too well in the UFC. He gains a bunch of fans there, then comes back to the UFC and challenges for the flyweight belt when yeah. you know they maybe open the division back up with DJ returning, and at the same time they can give Ben Askren back because Dana doesn't expect him to perform anyway. No. And, and it's like what well, like I was saying with the Jake Shields thing. So Jake Shields strike force smashing everyone, fucking. Dan Henderson right. comes over and is like, all right, George. George goes, I'm <laughs> fine. I am fine, Mr. Ordy. <laughs> so yeah, he and he just smashed him. And it, it happened a lot with, with cross promotion. There was a lot of times that people came when 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 they got acquisition pride. Yeah. But what Shogun, about in, what about when, when Chuck went over to fight Rampage before the deal? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that no, like that Chuck. was like I'm, I'm pretty confident that Dana and the USC thought they were going to take Chuck Liddell over there. Imagine the meeting beforehand. It's like, right, let's yeah. go, let's go, <laughs> let's go Pride. Yeah. So I just, I think the whole thing with the 1FC is going to get more eyes on that. And I think Dana's, he's done win-win. He's done a massive win-win mm. because it's he's, he's going to get him back eventually. Yeah. And that's it. Like you say, he's got a, he's got a room dedicated to belts. Yeah. He's got to have. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? A house Amazing. made of gold. <laughs> a small mouse house. <laughs> While he's out jet washing his driveway like a normal person. Yeah. That, that's what You wouldn't think yeah. he got that kind of hardware indoors. No, not at all. Not at all. So, yeah. So, sorry. That was a, a slight tangent for 1FC. It's relevant, mm-hmm. but it, it wasn't Denver. Yeah, yeah. Which was fucking ruined. Yeah. <laughs> tell us your story. Am I, am I allowed to tell the story? Tell us your story. Okay, okay. Dean's supposed to be here and he's not here. I'm not even sure where he is. Running scared. Running where scared. Where are you, bro? <laughs> Oh yeah, no, he's oh he's en route. He's en route. Okay, but that yeah. could mean anything with Dean. Yeah. That, that could mean he's literally in bed still right now. Yeah, they'll not know. No, he won't. They'll be never in bed. know. He won't be in bed. He's got he's got he's got kids. He'd be up. He'd be up with the sunshine. It's, yeah, six o'clock. Six o'clock cartoons. <laughs> so, as you know, as I am a bit of an idiot and a bit obsessive when it comes to my fights, I normally I normally can't make it on Sunday night again because I've got kids and we've got so much shit to do and I'm just exhausted. So in, on a Sunday. I go dark. My phone, I don't really touch my phone. There's no notifications. I don't look at any Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, nothing. So it makes it really hard on Sunday when I need the toilet because all I can do is look at eBay or something like that, which might not have a result. So the last couple of weeks, me and my dad have been doing um, the... We've basically done a new front door, bay windows, bedroom window, bathroom window, and we've been putting all those in. So... My dad is a massive fight fan. So I was like, right, we'll get this done. We'll nip inside Cowboy and, and Perry. Uh, uh, yeah, Mike, yeah. yeah, Mike Perry are yeah. fighting. So I was like, this is going to be badass. Because for my dad, don't get me wrong, he respects the grappling and all the rest of it, but he's not massively into the cuddling. So he wants to see a lot of the stand-up. So I was like, this would definitely give him a wicked fight. 
So bear in mind, I'm fucked. I've been working Friday, Saturday, Sunday with my dad. We've been, we've done the whole, Moo's had a new bedroom, Libby's had a new bedroom, carpeted throughout. Shit's been upside down. So all I had in the back of my mind was, I've got Denver and I know it's going to be a stormer. So wicked. So I went into the kitchen to make a brew, as you do while you're working. And my phone's got a WhatsApp notification, which I know no one's stupid enough to send me any sort of anything. No one in the world ever. So I was like, it's safe. I can open it up. And the message said, mind you, if I try and go back to it now, I think we've had a bigger conversation on our group that would never let me see it. (laughs) And it started out with, I think that was the best KO I've ever seen. Yes. Then the next message, bear in mind, no one's replied to this. The next message was... um, Really happy for Cowboy. So glad he got to have that moment. So I was like, are you fucking serious? You're killing me. I'm exhausted. I'm on no sleep. I'm working. All I want to do is sit down and watch this fight. So now not only do I know who wins, I also know the result. So I thought. So fuming, I obviously text the group politely to say, this is really, 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 really bad. Thanks for breaking my heart, Dino. And he sent back a very jovial, well, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm in Vegas. Yeah. A, little, a little shrug emoji or yeah. something. I found it here. That might be the best KO I've ever seen. Nice moment for Cerrone. I believe him when he says he's back. That is so misleading. Yeah. Is- <laughs> now, Don't go breaking my heart. For real. So you can imagine now, now I can't get to any TV oh. to sit and watch this or anything because my dad's currently holding a bay window in place waiting for me. So I'm like, fucking hell. So next minute, I'm texting back where I want to say all these really bad swear words, but I can't because obviously <laughs> I don't want to come across like a real petulant bitch, which I was being. So I managed, my dad had to give blood that day. So we went and sat in the uh, in the waiting room because he really said to me, he says, oh, I've got to nip and give blood. It takes about an hour. So I was like, fucking brilliant. I'll sit in the car while you go in. I'll watch the whole event. Happy days. <laughs> so... Got to the point where we went in and he then said, why don't you come in? You can have a cup of tea while you wait. I was like, okay, dad, fuck's sake. No worries. So I went Do in. Do they have Wi-Fi? <laughs> That's it. Yeah. All I need is Wi-Fi. So I logs on and gets on Fight Pass. And we literally managed to watch the Cowboy Perry fight. Because after you've given blood, you have to sit for 10 minutes. The dogs are having a proper party. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> come here, rough house. Come here. So, while we're watching the fight, bear in mind, the whole time I'm thinking, this is the greatest KO that Dean's ever seen. Yeah. Something big's coming, and it's from Cowboy. So, I'm thinking he's going to walk him onto a head kick. So, confidently, while my dad's dissecting the fight and breaking it down for me, and telling me what he thinks is going to happen, in the back of my mind, as much as I was gutted, I'm like, yeah, but you're going to walk him onto a head kick. So, while, <laughs> while Perry's slamming him on the floor, and like going for a bit of a grapple, I was thinking, this knockout's going to be spectacular. And obviously, Cowboy subbed him. So instantly then, my stupid brain again starts overanalyzing what Dean sent. I'm going, well, if that wasn't a knockout, the main's got to be a fucking knockout. So oh. I was like, oh, because this comes down to when people Double text spoilers. me. No one texts me now, anything. Because even <laughs> if you text, dude, have you watched it? Question mark. Or, dude, have you watched it? Exclamation mark. Or just, have you watched it? Dot, dot, dot. I'm reading into each one of them. And it's, it's not a nice thing to have. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that got ruined big time. That is, that is a massive shame because it, they were great fights. Exactly. They were great fights. 
Where, where do you want to do you want to talk about the main event? Work down? Do you want to start anywhere lower down the card and work up? Um, Hack, what? Do, go on. Did you watch the undercard? Have you caught the undercard? I yet? can't remember because I've I've tried to overdose because. As, like I was saying about my dad, we were doing the work this weekend and when we had a tea break, I was showing him Fight Pass. So we watched a bit of Glory, a bit of Cage Warriors. I was just sort of trying to show him all the different bits. Um, so the Chaz Skelly-Bobby Moffat fight, did you watch that where there was the, the debate about whether the referee had stopped it too soon or whether... No, I missed that one. I'll that have to a, catch that one Yeah, catch that one. We'll, we'll have a chat about that. I was chatting with Mark Goddard about it and... Oh, come here, you. We've got two little dogs here today, and they both—they both need lots of attention. And he's going to bark now because you've picked her up. Oh, is that right? Is he—is he mad jealous? He's dead eyeing you <laughs> with his painted ears. <laughs> yeah, he's Captain Dickhead. Look at him. You don't go to a friend's house with painted ears, you oh. boof. Anyway, um, yeah, it was a weird one because Chaz Skelly was caught in a in a dash choke, and he was doing the right thing to alleviate the pressure, but he wasn't. Is he answering the phone? Uh, no, he was he was pushing uh, he was pushing Moffat's lower body away, and he was walking away so Moffat okay. could control his lower body and pulling him in tighter. Hang on. I'm gonna have to go down. I can't, I can't hold her and talk into the microphone. Um, but then there, w- there was a moment, and I'll be honest, as I was watching it live right before the referee jumped in and stopped it, there was a moment where I thought he's out, he's unconscious, and when the referee jumped in, I, I, I felt a little bit relieved. It wasn't until I watched it back in the replay that I thought to myself, well, maybe he was all right. Maybe he was all right. But the thing is, like, the referee grabbed his arm and pulled on it, and there wasn't a great deal of of, of tension in the arm. He didn't resist it at all. Did he not do it three times like they used to do with Hulk Hogan and and the (laughs) Ultimate Warrior? It's like, oh, he's dropped his arm. Exactly, exactly, yeah. Like the... the, the, Give give me the strength. (laughs) That was it, was it? The shaking, the, the... what was it? What was it? He used to shake the ropes. The fucking... He'd shake his hand. That's it. It's like the death metal, yeah. like hand of death, isn't it? But like, I, I watched it. I've watched it a few times. I felt really sorry for the referee because they put him on the spot immensely. I mean, they literally took him out of the octagon, sat him down octagon side with a camera over his shoulder and made him rewatch it. Over Talk and about over that again. fuck up, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Do you change your mind now? Do you change your mind now? It was that, that kind of how it felt. You remember that time you fucked up 10 seconds ago? Uh, yeah. Maybe. The whole arena's waiting for you to change your mind. Are you going to change your mind? And fair play to him, he didn't. And I, I think it was the right thing to do. You've got to stick to your decision in those moments. Always. Because yeah. there's a lot of times where I know with football and stuff, they're talking about video referee and stuff like that. And I've seen a lot of fights stopped, wasn't it? Um, was it uh, Handsome Matt Wyman? against your mate yeah yeah I was in Max Corner for yeah. that uh, Eve Levine actually came and apologised yeah. to us after the fight which is the right you've got to do that way because yeah, yeah. you can't then say right lads get warmed up we're going to put you on again because yeah. like, the adrenaline sort of done everything it needs to do Absolutely. but the thing is the, like the difference with that fight with Mac is that he was caught in a he was I'm sure was it was an, an arm in guillotine wasn't it yeah. and Mac was using one of his arms to post to, to alleviate the pressure and just kind of wait until Matt had burnt his arms out yeah. and let go but Eve went for that arm that he was using to post and started to pull it. I definitely need that, bro. Exactly, yeah. Um, but it was it was a weird finish to a fight. But it, at the, in the moment, I felt like the referee made the right call. I feel like he could have been in a better position to see Chaskelly's face because yeah. he was around the back of him. And really, he should have been positioned around the front, so he was looking at the, at the, at the fighter's face. It, 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 I think it's easy to, easy to analyse afterwards, but essentially, you're dealing with someone's life their their safety and if you make the call the wrong side mm-hmm. you're a, you're a massive dick yeah whereas if you make the call the wrong side where it's a bit too early 
yeah, they're going to be frustrated. But at the same time, it's not like Dana's not going to look at it and go, well, you're still game. It's, yeah. it's not like you give up. It's just one no. of them things. And, and it's, it's Chas Skelly as well. He's going to get more fights. It, it was it was unfortunate. But the thing is, there's a story to it now. You know what I mean? I, I would watch the rematch. I, I would like to see those two fight again. Because it was a fun fight up until that point. Well, that was the same as Mack and, and Wyman. Yeah. They, they had a rematch. And it, and it wasn't even like that was a big thing. But then you wanted to watch it just to go, all right, well. Because you need closure. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was it was just a bit of a strange one, and it must be frustrating for for Skelly, especially because he's probably not going to be able to fight before the end of the year now, and yeah. that's like how he ends his year. That that is the that problem. Is I know we've spoke about it a few times. Just getting back on that bike, yeah. another go. I tell you what, I did love about Denver was the whole, and this is me being a bit of a geek with my whole graphic background and the way they laid it out, the twenty five year oh, anniversary. I loved it. Just all, dude, when it came on. I was buzzing, honestly. I wanted and the to guy, be on that card so bad. <laughs> I wanted it, to be on that card so bad. If you Google the first, I think it's the first five covers of the UFC. So the first one is the guy, both arms yep. posted out. And then the second one is like, he's grabbing a two and slamming it through the, the yep. UFC. And then there's similar with a three. I think when they got to like five, they're thinking, fuck. Now what? What are we going to do? <laughs> Monster. Monster energy drinks. We'll yeah. just put that in the middle. Put Goro on there off, off what's it, with like six arms, <laughs> four <laughs> arms. Was just, it Mortal Kombat? Yeah, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I wanted to be on that card so bad. It was a wicked you know, way The one thing it. that they should have done, which they didn't, they should have brought Superfoot Bill Wallace it, onto the broadcast just to burp into I'm the microphone. I'm bad. <laughs> just, just, burping, just burping the microphone one time. Mate, it's Joe Rogan's. Yeah. Joe Rogan's impression is probably the best thing I've ever fucking heard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just mentioning that, did you see that Joe Rogan gave me a shout out on uh, on his podcast? Give you a shout out? No, he didn't. No, he gave you a massive shout out. Oh, he did. His, yeah. No, well, that Ross Edgley did. Shout out to Ross Edgley. I am going to get him on this podcast at some point. I'm going to go and see him. We're going to um, melt his brain. I'd love to do some training with him. I want to train him for a fight. Just one fight. Dude. Can you imagine? Can we take him to Water Matters? He'd be a monster. Yeah. <laughs> take him <laughs> on the yellow slide. All right. <laughs> Can so, you imagine how boring a lazy river would be for him? Imagine. Yeah. Fucking hell. <laughs> how bad's this? He's just like, what's that? What's that move? Oh, it's um, uh, oh, the Adam Sandler one. The Adam Sandler. Uh, uh, no one mess with Zohan. Zohan. Oh yeah. Something? No one. No one fucks with the Zohan. That's the one. Yeah. The, the Zohan. Face. Do you remember yeah. the bit where he's doing the front crawl, the swim? Oh, the butterfly stroke. Yeah. Yeah. And his arms are just like a wind-up toy. <laughs> yeah. He looks like a jet ski. We are, yeah. we are doing Adam Sandler's back catalogue, to be fair. So yeah. I've just watched his, uh, his uh, stand-up his stand-up. show on Netflix. Have yeah. you watched it? I used to have his... He had audio CDs back in the day, and I had all... When Joe Rogan's... Um, is it Fly Monkeys from Space? Was on disc. I had that. His first stand-up was on a CD. Right. I had that. I had um, all the Ricky Gervais podcasts, and I had um, Adam Sandler's... They were like... It was a bit like Stephen Lynch, the singing comedian, who's right. a fucking legend if you've never heard him. And Adam Sandler was, yeah, he had a load of audio tracks, which were good. Have you watched the one on Netflix? Not yet, you've no. You've got to watch it. There's a song at the, towards the end called UFC Ears. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. He's on stage. Business. He's on stage. It's like a Daft Punk kind of, he's got the got sunglasses on and... There's a just like there's a big screen behind him and it get it keeps flashing up photos of guys with really fucking gnarly oh, cauliflower ears and he's going UFC ears <laughs> UFC <laughs> it's brilliant it's brilliant I've been singing it all week was it Eric the gentleman that sent out a picture of his ears trying to get the earbuds yeah 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 dude, yeah. dude. it looks just like that that is literally that is boxer problems yeah. isn't it it's just that's yeah you, you need get, a pair of them Scott Steiner head you got to get the Bose noise cancelling ones man they're the ones although I have a really nice set here these are 
The monster ones. The monster ones. They're, but they're UFC but ones, you, aren't they? Did you notice that? They've I, got octagons on. Yeah, I've very much noticed that. They've nearly been in my bag half a dozen times. <laughs> I, have a, uh, I have a pair of Dre Beats as well, which are US special UFC ones. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the UFC, I'm not sure whether they still do it because I'm no longer classed as a, an athlete, I don't think, anymore, even though I'm still in the contract. They used to send out all the athletes uh, a Christmas gift. Oh, nice. And they were always very cool. Very cool. Like... We got headphones one year. We got um, uh, um, an iTouch when they came out. Oh, nice. Remember when, that, when they came out? We got an iPad one year. Like They used to hook us up. They used to really look after us. We never used Christmas to get that. Gift. I worked in a bank, and they once sent out a voucher for a CD company. So it was, it was way before streaming. But it, they, you got like a voucher for like £4.70. So everyone got this voucher. And the cheapest album was six ninety nine. <laughs> and as much as that's still not a lot, you think, Why? Why are you doing that? Yeah. Just keep it. Just, do you know what I mean? <laughs> Essentially, you're making me spend four quid. And postage. Yeah. Yeah. Shit lords. So yeah, so it didn't work. But, so, I'll bring you back to Denver. Go on then. Just Go quickly. Then. The graphics, the sound, Loved everything. It. The dog's bollocks. Loved it. Honestly, brilliant. We should talk about the main and co-main event. Yeah, okay. They're, they're the two fights that really need discussing. The ones that got ruined. So, so we can talk about Cowboy. <laughs> it, I think it was, it was brilliant. But when I watch it back, it was more almost JSP Matthews won that Mike Perry just seemed so pleased to be able to help Cowboy out. He, uh, he, he kept throwing himself into his guard that I'm thinking, like when Cowboy goes down the first time, you see him, it's almost like a lazy slump yeah. that he does. But then you're like, don't be down there with Cowboy. That's insane. And then when he sort of, he throws his legs to one side and then ends up in guard, but you think, just get back up. Yeah. What are you doing? I think Cowboy was even surprised that Mike Perry went for the takedown. For real? I, I think that that might be a bit a bit down to pressure. I mean, Mike Perry kind of found himself in the middle of a bit of a feud that had developed around him. Yeah. And and I get, you know, I mean, I get this. I get the whole situation. I get it from every side. I mean, there has to be some some loyalty on the on the gym side to Cowboy when you know such a long serving fighter. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, yeah, I don't know. But Mike Perry's got fuck all to do with any of it. And, no, exactly. and essentially, Cowboy sort of preempted that at the very beginning and said, yo, I'm out. I like I like Perry. He's yeah. a great guy. I took him to the ranch. He's the boy. And even when they were talking about it on the on the build-up right the day before, Cowboy wasn't really giving him a lot of shit. No, no. It, it was only when I saw... He's not much of a shit talker, though, Cowboy. I mean, if you look at all of his yeah. weigh-ins, he's always smiling and shaking people's yeah. hands. I think that's why Darren Till made him uncomfortable because Darren Till wanted none of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, th- I think, I, I, like with Mike Perry, like I like Perry. I think he's, a, he's, he's a fun to watch. He's a fascinating character. I mean, my interview with him for UFC on Facebook Live, I got, I got loads and loads of views. I, I, I think he surprised a lot of people, including me during the interview. It, he's like, he's very kind of, he's very intense and very in his own head. But at the same time, I do think he questions himself a lot. Big time. So I think, you know, like, like when you saw them face off and the, like they were like, he was like, he's, he's almost a bit feral, kind of pumped up. Yeah. Like Cowboy looks at that and, and sees that emotion in him. Well, Cowboy's been there. Exactly. To a degree. I mean, I was watching, what was I watching? Um, I was watching The Korean Zombie with my dad and mm-hmm. I went back to, because it was obviously against Leonard Garcia when he had his oh, massive, because my dad was saying, oh, is there one of these that's better than this? I was like, yes, the reason he was <laughs> called the zombie. So I went back and it was a WC card that I'm seeing loads of names that I've not seen, Mark Hominick, George Roop, and I'm like, whoa, we need to watch all of these. Right. Yeah. They're and great it, cards. But Cowboy headlined that against Jamie Varner, 
which if you remember was a massive yep. fucking like a, a massive massive um rivalry uh-huh. and no one really knows about that and no. even then cowboy wasn't necessarily instigating it or sort of stirring the pot he was more just going he's a dick yeah and and I, that's not my opinion of jamie varner but it, it was obviously cowboy had a lot of following and and, and that's pretty much what killed jamie varner's career to, to yeah. a degree he did have a little comeback though he didn't did he, didn't he uh, fight um uh and Kwani. yeah and Sp- Barked all him. over him. It was yeah. insane because he was fighting like working men's clubs. Uh-huh. Bear in mind, he was he was big time. He was good, man, Jamie. Really good, was. and came back and sparked Enjikawani. I was yeah. like, Oi. This- it's a bit like the like the Uriah Faber situation where like when he was at the peak of his career, the UFC didn't have those weight classes. It's a shame because there was Faber, which was who was thirteen undefeated, thirteen title defenses, including ones against Jens Pulver. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, the end to his reign was Mike Thomas Brown, which was remarkable. Bounced off the fence. (laughs) Filth. But Miguel Angel Torres, at the time of Faber being 13 on uh, title defences, he was 16. Mm. And someone came along called Brian Bowles and smashed. He just took uh, Miguel Torres' chin. Yeah. Like, yeah, he was heavy. He was heavy handed for a little guy as well. Dude. And a good wrestler. Yeah, but Faber beat him Mm. convincingly. Because when they transitioned over to the the UFC, Miguel Torres was obviously coming off a, a big knockout, but he was still looking good. I yeah. mean, I know he got... He kind of fell off quick though, didn't he? Yeah, he, never, he got let go for a, a, a rapey tweet. Oh, and that was Forrest it. did one as well. And it's like, oh, Forrest. But it sort of got him back in. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of, a lot of yeah. bad shit going around. De- Derek Lewis would have been cut Imagine years ago with the stuff <laughs> that, that guy he... launching a turd into <laughs> the toilet. It's like, Derek, we need to talk to you about your social. Mate. Oh man, I think so he'd bad. just, I think he'd walk. He'd be like, I can't, I can't do this can't on do Instagram what? anymore. Yeah, see ya <laughs> in a bit. But yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, obviously, that's again tangents. But the whole thing with Cowboy, he looked good. I don't he? think he gets rattled. I mean, obviously, the Diaz he got rattled. And he's admitted that yeah. against Nate, it, it got in his head. He, he wanted more to make up with him than he did to fight him. Yeah, He wanted to be seen as his equal or as a bro, which is, I think that's all you ever want if you ever met one of the Diaz brothers. Mm-hmm. You want to be felt like, yeah. we're, you, we're cool, right? Have you seen that clip of uh, Luke Rockhold sitting next to Nate Diaz? Yeah, it's the I best. It. It's the best. It's the way <laughs> Nate Diaz just throws it up like, and fucking what? And then Luke Rockhold sort of goes, yeah. Uh, this little pig went to oh. and then sort of holds his own hands and he's like safety but can't even turn to like Nate and sort of go easy like you know when the, the camera swings to the crowd and you got Anthony Kiedis all these guys and they put, sort of put their arm around each other and they say yeah. we're both watching this fucking fight and Luke Rockhold just sounded like his mum had dropped him <laughs> off it was like it was like a real life scene out of a Ricky Gervais yes. show yes that like awkward cringy yeah. or oh. Like you, you don't know, not sure whether to laugh or to look away to yeah. change the channel. The one where you're pulling your hood over your face. Out. <laughs> you know, on the on the American Office, which is my happy place, and Michael give he goes to Phyllis's wedding, and Phyllis is given uh, giving him a part of the wedding crew just so she can get six weeks off holiday. Yes, and the whole time he's like he's, he's trying to get up to the front to be a part of the the, the groomsmen. <laughs> Honestly, mate, it's the one of the most <laughs> uncomfortable fucking things. I'm I'm cringing just thinking about it. But that is that. Yeah. It is the Luke Rockhold. <laughs> it's almost as good as the Chuck gif, you know, when Chuck's watching his own fight. Uh-huh. Uh, not watching his own fight, sorry. He's in the crowd. Yeah, yeah, Amazing. Yeah. yeah. One of my favourites. Um, but as the co-main for Denver, 
fucking brilliant. I mean, right. that's everything they needed. Brilliant. They didn't expect the next fight, which again was also ruined, uh, albeit not till the very last second. Yeah. Well, you, you, so you were going to talk to, you were going to text Nick Pete about this, weren't you? Because they yes. were debating this on on the fight disciples. They were talking about this on the fight disciples, saying was it a fluke or was it was it meant? And I genuinely, genuinely feel it was a hundred percent meant yeah so it was it was deliberate because basically I, I i managed to watch it again yesterday like i said when we we're on a tea break so the whole time i'm watching it i'm watching it through different eyes because i find that the the person you know more about you seem to follow a bit more it's, yes. it's very easy to re-watch a fight you'll know this massively and just watch one person yeah because a lot of this happens with connor whereas a lot of people who are massive fans of connor are watching everything he's doing and are sometimes not taking into account maybe like with Nate Diaz what what they're doing as a defensive or or anything else so I was watching Rodriguez who is a fucking animal again he's 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 out with Cowboy which is fucking brilliant so he's an absolute animal always has been and some of the shit he was throwing was insane for saying it was last minute and all the rest of it but there was a point I think it was the second or third round where Zombie chases him up almost up towards the cage clips him and he 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 throws a hook and then comes back with an elbow and then a kick. And it was it was not an orthodox elbow. It wasn't out of the box. But I put it down to muscle memory. Like I was explaining to you earlier, if you ever drop something, the first thing you do is almost try and kick it back up. Mm-hmm. Not with a baby. <laughs> Trust me. It, you, Just don't drop a baby. No, don't ever. Try not to. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a good excuse in, in later life when the <laughs> reports are getting worse. Trust me. But... If you drop something, the automatic reaction is trying to kick it up. Or like when you play football and you do that weird thing where you sort of bend your knee and you pull your foot to the yeah, side. Yeah, and kick it with your heel. Just to, with like the side of your foot. side of your foot, yeah. Like, so when someone hoofs a ball at you and you're not, not interested, you're like, whoop. So it's, it's that sort of muscle memory. So when um, Chan Sung Jung flew at him, for him to duck down, he's been in that position a million times. Yeah. And to pull that elbow up, as much as he's not pinpointing it across the bridge of his nose... He's still, that was still intended. Yeah. I'm, I mean, find videos of him shadow boxing, though. He throws all kinds of crazy, crazy shit. Crazy shit. Constantly. He's, he's, yeah, he's very creative. But that's, that was definitely intentional elbow. Like, because the way, the way he brought it up, it's not, it's an unnatural movement unless you're in, unless you mean to do oh, it. Completely. Yeah. It's not like your arm just flails there. But we lost Ben. Ben, do you want a biscuit? <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> that, that'll make him come back. That's all. Oh, where's your lead, Ben? So, the, with, with um, told you. Oh, here we go. Here is he come. in the gym? Oh, I, he's, I, he's whistle, in, I whistle the kids. He's in the gym. He's in the. I whistle the kids and half of Ben treats to get him back. Sorry, dude. Five minutes. So, with that, <laughs> five minutes. Now you're lying to him. We've got two other events to cover. Yeah, he definitely knows it's not five minutes. <laughs> but the one thing I do think was was unfortunate because I know, as much as when I say I watched it back, I, I saw a lot more Rodriguez. And I, and I think he was a lot closer than what people thought because mm. a lot of people were saying he had to survive one more second he would have won the decision. Or if Rodriguez would have fallen on top of him, a bit like Matt Hughes and Newton, yeah, that yeah. sort of thing, you can almost disguise a bit. He, I mean, he was snoring. Yeah. But the way that uh, Rodriguez was in the moment and kept putting his hands up to say, let's celebrate and have a hug, when he did it at the beginning of the fifth, that was fine. But then he sort of did it about two minutes to go and stopped again and... Zombie, when when Rodriguez got took the knee to the groin, was almost like, well, I don't mind waiting if, if you need a minute. Mm-hmm. And it was a very much honourable performance from Zombie that he was giving him all this time. So when he threw his hands up with 10 seconds to go, yeah. as if to say, let's stop, 
it almost stuttered. Oh, it wasn't 10 seconds, it was about 20 seconds. And it stuttered that sort of, well, should we carry on smacking each other? Yeah, yeah. And I think it really took the, it took the, um, the accelerator off the, took the foot off the pedal. Mm-hmm. And I think that really just took his timing yeah. completely because he was like, are we hugging or fighting? And what, what the fuck's going on? a little bit before the actual end of the fight. Yeah. yeah. And then took a massive elbow and yeah. snored. <laughs> Beautiful yeah. knockout though. Incredible. Beautiful. Interesting though that his name down in the bottom left-hand corner of the screen is Korean Zombie. Everyone refers to him as Korean Zombie. I've never seen that before. I've never seen like no. it say the hammer in there rather no, than like Matt it's Hamill or name. yeah the the phenom or Chan Sung Jung. It is yeah Chan Sung Jung on his shorts. It says Chan Sung Jung, but that's it, weird. Do you know? Well, what I mean? It was on the posters as well, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rodriguez versus Korean Zombie. Yeah. Have you ever seen that before? I haven't. Not that I can think of. No. And, and uh, it was one of them that I mean, there's a lot of bad nicknames that we've mentioned before that you don't want to be on there, but I've never seen it be put in the little box at the bottom as Korean Zombie. No. That's weird. Weird, but that's weird. Uh, yeah, irrelevant. Good I observation. Well, what can I say? Right. Should we move on? Argentina. Argentina. You watched this yesterday, right? You, you caught did. up on this. Yes. Um, where do you want to start on the card? Is, was there anything that stood out lower down the card? There Johnny were some great fights. Walker. Johnny Walker is the next champ. Right. Trust me. Light heavyweight's looking good at the moment, mate. He's so. He reminded me so much of John Bones. Yeah. When Johnny Bones fought um, Stefan Bonner. Easy. Come here. So, right. Don't talk into the microphone. <laughs> so, when when Stefan Bonner fought John Jones, yeah. and John Jones came in and was just throwing all sorts of mad shit, it was like Johnny Walker did a similar thing. He, he was mimicking a lot of old fighters, the way he was crawling into the cage, the way he was acting, the way he was... Um, I see a lot of Brazilians do it. A lot of Brazilians will almost have that... Um, like little ritual that they do, and it comes down like to GSP spraying all the security guards with water. Yes, yeah, a bit Triple H style. <laughs> yeah, a bit weird. But the, but when John Jones crawls into the cage, uh-huh. there's a lot of that sort of happening yeah. when you see Brazilian fighters, and the way that he sort of weathered the storm with Roundtree, and then he li- he literally placed it that was elbow. Beautiful. His control of the tie clinch. But he's was a, like Anderson Silva yeah. against uh, Rich Franklin. Yeah, like just clamped Filth. on, just can't, yeah. can't get him, can't get him off the yeah. cycling. And he was so calm. It it was so good, but yeah. it was the way that he sort of he measured it up just to be just under your ear. Just yeah. just didn't even pull it back a great no, deal. No just chip, just a yeah. little whack. And round did you did solid. you hear it? Yes. Oh, sound like a gun going off. <laughs> but like, look at like heavyweight at the moment. So you've got Johnny Walker. You've got uh, did it say he was fighting out of Southampton? Johnny Walker. I'm sure when he I was... I don't know. I can't trust the name for a start. So um, wherever yeah. he's fighting from. I... <laughs> yeah. It's the most Brazilian name ever. Yeah. Um, but you've got Johnny Walker. You've got um, Misha Serkanov. You've got uh, Jan Bojovic. They're you've all got, looking good. It's a whole uh, new Anthony roster. Anthony Lionheart-Smith. You know? Uh, Volkov's Vol- still in it. Yeah. Volkan, you can't count him uh, Volkan, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Volkan. Um Nikita Krilov, I still think he's uh, he's going to be on the rise soon as well. Like light heavyweight is looking good at the moment. But brand new. And Jones is back and he's taking on. Gus. What's what? Yeah, and he's he's shaved all his head for the pictures, hasn't he? Has he? Yeah, he's looking older. I I thought that. He looks. He, <coughs> I know he's yeah, younger than us, that. isn't he? I mean, 
It's been a straight no, no, yeah, he's younger than us. Yeah. He's definitely younger than us. It's, it's it's been a stressful couple of years for it him. It looks like to, it though. And you know, the he's thing been is, hiding under the octagon all that time. Imagine, yeah, <laughs> with Usada just with a deck chair, Come just, on. just circling the cage in the gym. Yeah, okay, he must be here somewhere. He's fully got like a little pit dog. It's gonna be on Netflix. There'll be a Netflix documentary. They followed him for like fifteen years, like making a murderer. How do we not know about this? Yeah, he, I think yeah, the whole two hundred five is opened up. I mean, yeah. he looked dynamite. He looked absolutely mm. incredible. And I like Roundtree. I was, I was gutted for him, but he, there's no denying that. Yeah. What a story, though, for Roundtree. He used to be a, a roadie selling yeah. merch. Just sat pants. watching telly with his brother, wasn't he? Yeah. Wasn't he watching the Ultimate Fighter with his brother and was like, let's do it. Is that what it was? It, oh, was he, uh, was he watching with his brother? It was like 300 pounds, wasn't he? Smoking yeah, yeah. Cigarettes but imagine stuff. being his brother and yeah. being like, uh, why didn't you carry on? And he's like, oh, I just like being a roadie. <laughs> do you know what I mean? it's a bit like uh, Clay Guida's brother can you remember yeah. when Clay was Clay's always game and then there was the ultimate fighter four or five yeah was his brother struggling to make weight once yeah and he yeah. and it was one of the first ones where they did the because the first few series was basically up to the the comeback which was season four was these are the teams mm-hmm. whereas then when they started doing the open workouts you know when they were when they're yeah. bringing like 30 people and whittled yeah. it down right I'm going to circle this back. Were Lamas against Elkins? That was a good fight. I do like Lamas Darren Elkins. Good. Yeah, yeah Lamas. He didn't have much damage to his face as no. much as he was taking shots, whereas Elkins had got that much scar tissue. Yeah. That's one thing. He was moving so well as well, Ricardo Lamas was. Shout out to you and Rosie last week. Yeah. You both mentioned scar tissue a thousand times, but didn't want to start singing the Chili song, which kind of <laughs> killed me because I had to stop the podcast halfway through and listen to it while I was walking because it was just... Stuck in my brain. It was a good podcast, right? She's um, fascinating, mate. Insane, like Dude. yeah. So I, I got the she, uh, I got a copy of the DVD, the Next Strength Masterclass DVD, and I've I've been doing the exercises that she gave me for well just over a week now. I, I can genuinely feel a difference. Like my it. neck feels stronger. It feels more more stable. It was just I was just starting to get pain in the back. I was starting to think some of the vertebrae were damaged in some way because I mean you know you got to think I've been had years of people pulling on my head and yeah. punching it. But it's like she said, it's an extra limb. Yeah. And the, I think one of the main things is, it's like if you've ever had an ongoing ailment or something, like, I know I mentioned my skin before, and it's either down to eczema or an allergy. And every time you have to explain to a brand new doctor, mm. that's dog shit. Yeah. Because they look at you and they're like, well, we'll start you on the cheap stuff. And it's yeah. like, bro, I just need the good shit. And like Rosie said, you both don't have to explain anything because mm-hmm. if she goes, "What you've been shooting for?" I've been shooting for Darcy Guillotines. Yeah. Even if you're not, she knows where the pressure is going to come, what's going to happen, how it feels if it's on, how it feels if you're applying, yeah. and uh, all this shit is just taken away from someone looking at you like you're some sort of murderer. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Exactly that. Yeah. yeah. I don't have to explain anything because she knows, and she she knows how, well. Not only does she know how it feels, she's a better grappler than me. So this is it. You know what I mean? She might even be able to point out something I'm going somewhere I'm going wrong. <laughs> Dude, and I think when you're in that so specialist market, when you find that person, I mean, we've just found it with the embroidery side of things, with a with a with a seamstress, believe it or not, for these snappies. Yeah. Once you find the person, it's wicked. Go- by the way, it's gold in it. I'm yeah. so. Wait, I'm, 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 I'm literally a, not going to take it off. I'm going to take a photo of you now, talking and, shit, and in my post it for when. The perfect. You hear the, that? That is the photo that will be posted with the podcast link. With my blurry face. <laughs> but when you find that person that's um, so good at their craft, 
and they've had 30 years experience and it's not even been forced labor it's not even been that like you have to pass tests or sit an exam it's just experience yeah again muscle memory just the same and like i mean with mandy sewing these hats shout out to mandy she's fucking made my life a dream and then same with rosie when she was talking to you about certain things there's so many uh, extremes that your body's been put through from being pulled, pushed, twisted. I mean, obviously the GSP armbar is a, is a big one to go back to. There's got to be some damage somewhere along that line. Yeah, even if it's just psychological. <laughs> yeah, this is it. This is it. And I think it's so much nicer that she's got that back catalogue. She's yeah. still watching fights. She's still mm-hmm. seeing up and coming guys. So yeah, yeah she's, a, she's a diamond yeah. to have in I'm there. I'm going to get her involved in Hardy Warled. I'm going to get her come over and do some seminars oh, and stuff as well. Yeah. A tangent again. Sorry. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's so, all right. It's all right. Let's go main event. Let's talk about uh, Ponzinibbio Magni because I want to get onto the, the China card before Dino gets here. The, the Ponzinibbio Magni, it sent to me that Ponzinibbio went down that whole eye-poke route again. I thought that a little bit, I it, must admit, because he, cause that was exactly what he did against Gunnar Nelson, wasn't Big it? time. He poked and, him in the eye like 15 times. Yeah. But it, 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 unfortunately, it does seem, but it's, it's regular enough that it becomes a bit of a is it a tactic for these guys? This is it. Do you know what I but mean? But they, they only kept showing the replay from his right-hand side. Yeah. I've it, only, honestly, in, in all fairness, I've only watched it once. If I watched it back and the fist was closed, then it is what it is. I did think to myself that, I mean, if we're, if you're trying to streamline MMA, targeting the eyes is the perfect thing to do yeah. if you're trying to disable an opponent. Of course. Eyes and nose. But even when, the, when Magni got back, I, I was surprised he got out the first. But when he was sat on the stool, there was a lump, a little mouse Dude, under his you, eye. That I made videoed think, it. Yeah. Did you see it? Yeah. When he blew his nose? It just went, Bleh. Yeah. Yeah. Don't blow your nose, kids. Don't blow your nose. Yeah, he, was, he sat on his stool and he blew his nose and it just, it pushed air yeah. into that pocket but, underneath it, his but eye. But it looks like so many, so many eye pokes we've seen in the past. Remember, was it... Uh, well, was it Tiago Alves that did it as well? And Anthony Johnson. Can you remember that? When that guy put his whole finger behind Anthony Johnson's eye. Oh, Yeah. Oh, yeah, Phil. Um, what was his name? The fireman. I don't know. He got knocked out Didn't by a head re- kick in a rematch. Yeah, that was. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was. Bad. Imagine the the channeled aggression of like. You know what? I was there live at that fight, and I remember it wasn't watching long after that. that. You fought Rumble. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Little while. I remember sitting watching that fight and watching that head kick knockout and thinking, "I'm gonna fight him at some point." Yeah. I can feel it now. And he's gonna be fucking massive. Massive. <laughs> <laughs> massive. Yeah. Huge. I, I, on, I thought Ponzinibbio was good. I'm, what I want to do when I get back to the IMG studios is download the uh, Camera 7 shot. Camera 7's the aerial shot. Okay. Because the, I, I'm, my, one of my main fascinations with, with martial arts is footwork. He's been able to put people in a circumstance where they're going to take shots, they're going to get hit. Um, sorry, I'm watching a squirrel climb across the wall. Um, and I thought Ponzinibbio's footwork was incredible. Like he forced Neil Magny's back up against the fence for almost the entire fight. Insane. And any time when Neil Magny was able to circle off the fence, Ponzinibbio immediately turned the tables and pushed him back. It was, I mean, his footwork was amazing. He's, he, but when the, Magny came forward, he was having success. Yeah, he was. But it's he a just big guy to come forward broken, against. Oh, for real, look at him. He, he reminded took some me. shots, his leg was hurting. He looks a lot like a cross between uh, Victor Estima and one of the Nogs. If yeah, they had a baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Ponzinibbio. Yeah, I can see that. But yeah. he, the thing is, he's such a a, a fucking a tank, unit. Mm. It's like I'm not saying that he's on steroids. I'm not saying that he's done anything wrong. But he, if anyone was ever to pop for anything, when you look, when you stand Neil Magny by the side of yeah 
uh, yeah. ones on eBay. It's like the old He-Man figures, the original, <laughs> and then like the remastered <laughs> version. He's still shredded, but yeah, you're not a barbarian. He's got yeah. <clears throat> it is, I, I don't know what the optimum physique is for for welterweight, but you got to think. I mean, the, the the most successful welterweight is the GSP and Woodley. Yeah. So you got to think like Neil Magny may not have the best physique for welterweight. Yeah. Whereas Ponzinibbio might. He might be just tall enough to not be outreached, but powerful enough to to land with weight and hurt people. I, I, I just I thought it was a beautiful game plan that he uh, and fighting in Argentina as well. The first UFC card main event, a lot That's of pressure. A hostile crowd, right? Isn't it? It's a hostile crowd even before you're a top fifteen fighter. I mean, yeah. I fought Neil Magny in Nottingham, and neither of us were top fifteen, and the pressure was massive just because I was in my hometown. Yeah. He's fighting for ranking spots. He's fighting for a potential title shot. He's fighting against someone that's notoriously a spoiler, that's difficult to fight that in, in every range. I mean, look at what Neil Magny did to Hector, Hector Lombard. Lombard. You know, you, Dude. Like, you can't ever count him out. That fight could have been stopped 400 times yeah. before he iced him. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Yeah, right. Um, oh, i tell you what, what was a good fight. Uh, one of my favourites, one of my favourite fighters in the whole sport at the moment, Marlon Vera. Okay. His fight against Guido Canetti. That was a lot of fun. Was that the guy's Argentinian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. The first round, he, he just was smashing him all over the place. Yeah. And, and then, then he just switched he, on, like he did against Brad Pickett. Do you yes. Remember in London, he lost yeah. the first two rounds, and then, and then the third just came round back was and was like, like okay, "Watch this, I'll fight now." Yeah. yeah. Problems, but it's the way the first round he was, he just caught him because. He looked like he was going to go for the for the takedown and he started clinching up a little bit. But then when he started catching him, it was when he went back to his corner, the other guy went back to his corner, they're like, what the fuck are you doing, bro? <laughs> yeah. Have a word. Yeah, switch on. Come yeah. on. And then he just... Fight time. Yeah, and then he just strangled him. Yeah. It was yeah, it was a, it was a nice performance. I, I felt sorry for... Um, was it Vera? No. Yeah. Kinetti. Uh, Kinetti, yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt sorry for Kinetti. Yeah. Especially in his hometown. It's, yeah, it's a bit pressure wonky, in it. Pressure in it. Um, this uh, I was surprised with uh, Nick Heinish, the guy that stepped in for Tom. I'm Breeze. surprised he got the win. That's that's the fight for Tom Breeze though in London, surely. Yeah, because so Breeze was lined up to fight Caesar Ferreira. Obviously, Breeze pulled out. Caesar's now been beaten by Heinish, so bring Heinish over to London and have Definitely. Tom Breeze fight. Him. Yeah, then then that's you know Heinish just had that cyborg on. walk you down. Right. I'm not going to stop fucking... And you could even see his arms were getting blown out. He yeah. was shaking them out in the oh, second dude, round. He, well, he held on to that guillotine for what, like two Hours, minutes? yeah. And it was, it was impressive how quickly he got back up. Yeah. He was getting up from a lot of shit, but it was uh, Fiera that he just... he. It's like Vitor's just giving him part of his soul. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you know when he was on season two of the Ultimate Fight Brazil? And it's like everyone else was picked from different gyms. And then Vitor just unfroze this block of carbonite and was like, oh, this this is my guy. Yeah. I'm just bringing him on. I'm just bringing him on <laughs> Did board. we just finish finishing soldering his, uh, his circuit board? Yeah, man. Because he was good. He's, yeah. he's always looked solid. Mm. That's a good fight for Tom Breeze. Yeah. I'd, anyway. I'd be interested in that. Should we uh, should we draw a line under this one? Yeah. One I thing I've got to ask you about. On, on a tangent. Is reach advantage. Okay. This goes back to my dad. Because obviously he's an analyst now. And he starts breaking down <laughs> fights for me. And the one thing he always asks is, well, what's the reach? What's the reach? And the, the telly's like 60-inch HD, but I'll read it for you, Dad. <laughs> so he's, he's sat there and he said yesterday when we were watching whichever fight it was, and it was like a, a five-inch reach advantage, which made him go on a whole rant about mittens being sewn into jackets because it's not a five-inch adva- five is it? 
It's two and a half. Two and a half on each on each arm. But you, then again, it's not even necessarily the arms. Sometimes the, the sometimes the advantage is across the back. Yeah, what the fuck? So yeah. it, it doesn't really say a lot because I know no. when I'm studying uh, like with a wingspan, but you can't mittens your arm down one side <laughs> and have like Mr. Tickle arms and just go, well, I want this one to be four foot long and this one to be two foot. No. So yeah, it's and the, the thing is as well, like when it comes down to reach, and there's a there's a weird thing with there's always tagging the word advantage on the end of it, because a reach advantage is only an advantage when you're at reach. Okay. Right. This this is something that is even more prevalent in MMA than anything else, because in boxing it is a reach advantage, because when you clinch for too long, the referee will step in and break you up. In MMA. A reach advantage is not an advantage if you're crumpled up against the fence on the floor. No, and there's more of you to be squashed. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, you, you know, there's just there's so much more limb to try and get underneath you to get you back to your feet. It actually helps to be built like Sean Shirk in those situations. <laughs> T-Rex. You know, it does because you just ball up. You ball up. You, you get a knee underneath you and you pop back to your feet. Yeah. Whereas, like... If you're Kendall Grove. Well, the, the perfect example, Stefan Struve, right? So the only person that rivals Stefan Struve's reach in the UFC, as far as I remember, is John Jones. 84 okay. and a half inches, right? So Stefan Struve should be able to keep everybody on the end of that reach. Two people that have knocked him out are two of the shortest heavyweights in yeah. the division, Roy Nelson and Mark Hunt. So it's not a reach advantage. No. You know what I mean? No. It, it's it's there's, You've got a greater reach, but it's only an advantage if you Maybe can it's use that, it. yeah, a greater reach. Cause yeah. It was genuinely his one question. He said, ask Dan. Ask Dan. He's asked me to ask you loads of stuff. but Write them down. Yeah, I'll get them all in. <laughs> shit my dad says. We'll rob the Twitter feed. And just be like, shit my dad, ask Dan. You know this bit? What's that mean? Yeah. That <laughs> yeah. makes sense though, doesn't it? Do you know it does. Because I mean? it's not... It, the, the more frustrating thing is is that it's added up mm-hmm. and it's like oh he's got a 15 inch reach advantage right. she's like no you haven't seven and a half is fucking impressive but it's still not 15 and no. like you say when someone's built like a Dorito and then Johnny Bravo walks in and their arms are only yeah. like well it's like Paul Daly like you, you like you look at Paul's torso and he's got a very short torso his fucking arms so are like Mr. Tickle exactly he's like five I think he's like five nine five nine something he's like that he's about my I don't know what I am at like five nine five ten. Yeah, he's, he's about that. But then, but Twice he's got a very broad. short torso and really long arms and legs. Yeah. Like they've started putting the the leg reach on the stats now as well. I've never seen anything more pointless in my whole life. Like that that doesn't equate to anything. No, even the rankings doesn't really. Like I read a big thing about the rankings being just because it was an ESPN thing. They needed to have a rankings yeah. where MMA maths doesn't work as we know. No, and the rankings as much as it's. But I then, suppose I've just been there for such a long time that I know who is who and yeah. it doesn't make a massive difference. The th- like the thing, the rankings are a bit of a mess, but that's because MMA math doesn't work. And one guy, like Dennis Holman beat Matt Hughes twice, but probably yeah. couldn't beat half of the people that Matt Hughes beat. No way. So like MMA math just doesn't work. But then when I look at a fight like Lamas against Elkins, I think Lamas was one place above Elkins in yes. the rankings yeah. and he just beat him. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. like you look at that and you go, well... Fair yeah, enough. he is just he is just a bit better than him, so yeah. that might, might might make sense. But it's rankings are just purely speculative anyway. It's more of a it's more of an order of who gets a title shot than anything, and yeah. that can that can and that's be who shouts loudest. Isn't yeah, it? that's it. That's it. I mean, look at Derek Lewis. Well, we're going to be looking at Johnny Walker in a title shot in the near future. We have just, to just if he keeps rolling like that, you know. I'll um, say I called it. Any more? Any more for the past events? No, nothing. Or, nothing. But my Mac for some reason won't turn on. That's not good. Not good at all. But you're saying it's getting some battery, so I'll just leave it to charge a little okay. bit. Is there anything that you want to look at? So uh, let me throw a couple. Well, 
I'll throw a couple of fights out to you because a lot of these you probably won't know. I've been digging into the depths of YouTube to try and research some of the fighters on this Beijing card. Um, partly because when I get out to China, I probably won't be able to get on most of these websites to watch <laughs> these fights. You're on lockdown, so, bro. Yeah. Um, Overeem's taking on uh, a new fighter, Sergei Pavlovich, which is a bit Scary. of an interesting one. Yeah, he's, he's a massive unit. He's got a Greco background, but he just likes to stand and trade punches, and he just slowly edges himself forward. I, f- I kind of feel, although he's an undefeated fighter, I feel like it still might be a bit of a gimme for Overeem if he uses experience. You it know, just scares me with Overeem's chin now. Well, this is the problem. If someone clips him, that's the leveler now, isn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, the thing is, Engano took his soul. He literally, there was, someone jumped out and said, finish him. Yeah. That was filth. And and he's not been back since, has he? Because if you remember the fight before that, he was like, not looking the best. Mm. And then he was doing all his head training with the brace and all that sort of stuff, almost to say, my chin's good now. Yeah. Whatever he did got smashed to pieces. Yeah. And it's been a long layoff. It's been quite a while. Well, let me I'll tell you what. Where's my, where's my notes? Okay, I've, I've made a few notes. Because was Overeem Uberim when he fought Brock? He was, wasn't he? I think he was. Remember yeah. the poster was like six thousand yeah. pounds, eighteen foot tall. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to give you some names just to because I've done a bit of research on these fighters already, and I, there are a couple of fighters that you won't have heard of that are definitely worth keeping an eye on. Um. Okay, where are they? Well, Martin Day, for example, is a good one. Make sure you, you check Martin Day out. He's taking on Liu Pingwan, or Pingwan Liu, depending on how you want to pronounce it. David Zawada against the Leech is going to be a great fight. I'm, I'm just looking on the Wikipedia page, and, it, and it's missing a fight that is definitely worth... I'm going to try and get this kid's name right. His name's Smud... Sum... Smud... No, I'm not. Let's have a look. That one there, smud, smudded, ah, I don't know. Sumjure. That's him, there we go, we'll go with that. Some I, I've got to wait till I get G- out to Beijing and then, oh, I've, then I've got to tap up Johnny G's. He's, yeah. he's got recordings of the fighters saying their own really? names. Yeah, he gets Is it like asking UFC. Siri? Oh, he's mate, he's all over it, his research can, is brilliant. Can we send that bowler hat for Johnny <laughs> and get him a handlebar moustache? Yeah, yeah, he needs, he needs a briefcase and a, and a proper umbrella with a mahogany handle. A pimp cane. Yeah. Um... Oh, and Vince Morales as well. Vince Morales is is a lot of fun to watch. He's an aggressive fighter. He reminds me of Miguel Torres, actually. I, okay. I wrote that down in my notes. Um, he, uh, yeah, he, he was on the Dana White's Contender ser- Tuesday Night Contender Series. He's a, he's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, good. Yeah. Well, I think the best thing, let's, let's talk about the main event. Ingano against Blades. So this is a rematch. So if you remember, the first fight was stopped because of the damage to, hang on. To Curtis Blades. Yeah, to yeah. Curtis Blades' eye. The doctor stopped But he wasn't it. finished. He wasn't stopped. No, no. He was frustrated that the, 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 the fight was being finished. And he must have watched the Nganu fight with Mircic and thought, hmm. And I've got an idea. I can do this. Well, Blades is a good wrestler. Yeah. A very good wrestler. Probably arguably better than Mircic, I think. Yeah. If you look at their, at their credentials. And then you just don't know what Nganu's going to look like because he's... Well, he looked he looked awful against Eric Lewis. He did. It was definitely... Just tentative, wasn't it? Yeah. And it, yeah, it's, it's worrying when you see that because it is, it is like someone's knocked the entire confidence out of you. For saying you're a unit mm. that has been icing people with one punch and then you sort of, you roll up and it is very much a Houston Alexander against um, yeah. Kimbo. So if, so if Mircic stole 
Nganu's soul, and then DC stole Mirchich and Nganu's soul. Ooh. That means DC's like a superhero now. That puts him on X-Men levels. Yeah, and who's, who's shouting for a fight? Only Darth Vader. <laughs> who wants to see that? Darth No Vader. one. <laughs> That's who. Oh, dear. I don't know. I want to see... I think... I just want to see DC tested again. I want to see him fight properly again. Yeah. And I think yeah. like the whole Derek Lewis thing, it was impressive, don't get me wrong, because you're avoiding a threat. But you, it's like playing top trumps. Do you know what I mean? And, and you know that the third card in the deck is a top trump. Yeah. That's all it took. Yeah. He had Derek Lewis. Literally, it was it was the F-bomb. If, if Derek Lewis landed a shot. And did he throw one? Yeah. He's good, man. He's good, DC is. You, you've got to give him credit. Yeah, he's he's very impressive. I, I just, I, I still feel, and the, and I feel sorry for him because of this. He still needs a win over John Jones. Of course he does. the greatest of all time. And the, and the best time to have done it was now. Like, yeah. If Gus wins, I'm not saying that it takes anything away from Gus's win, but when John, uh, John Jones came back against OSP, he's had a similar amount of time off. And if he comes back and loses... yeah. And it, it really muddies the water as well because then it, to, for DC to... Oh, I mean, the thing is, do, does he... It, it, <laughs> what's the matter, Ben? What are you crying for? Chill your boots, dude. If Gustafson wins, then a DC, a DC Jones fight doesn't even... It's not, it's not allowed, it's not, is it? It's not, I don't even think it's enough. I think DC would then need to fight Gus again. Of course he would. Oh man! But DC's been constant. He's been on it. I mean, the only He's thing is, is you've got to say you've got to chop off one of his legs to get him down to two hundred five. Yeah, I don't. Where was he? Two fifty five against uh, against Derek Lewis. Yeah, I don't think he's making two hundred five again. The day I become a massive fan of DC is when he smashes Brock Lesnar. Oh, imagine! Because I'm I'm not a fan of Brock Lesnar. No, nah. it just it bothers. He's just too big. It is it, it's bullying. He's just he's massive. Like when he fought Randy, it broke my heart because it was like. What are you doing? Yeah. Well, that's... He looked like one of those 1960s refrigerators that you could hide in during a nuclear blast. Yeah, a smeg fridge. Yeah, exactly. One of those, like, I, 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 was there, I was there for that. And I remember, I think Randy came in first. Yeah, because uh, Brock was defending his belt, wasn't he? No, that's how he won it. He won it off Randy. Oh, okay. No, okay. So Brock would have come in first then. Yeah, because Randy had won it off of Tim Sylvia. Then that's he'd it. fought Gonzaga. Is that right? Yeah, because heavyweight is not defending much. So he won off Tim Sylvia, then defended against Gonzaga, then came in and fought Randy. Uh, Brock. Brock. I think I'm right. I just I just remember being there, and I remember... So it was a busy event, and I was kind of... I don't, I'd not fought GSP yet. I couldn't have done. It was UFC 100. No, no. When was it? UFC 101? One, what? I'm Randy against Brock? We need, this is where we need the... I, this think is you'd where fought, we need I think you'd fought GSP by then. Um, Hang on a minute. No, 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 because 90 was Cologne, wasn't it? Yeah, 90 was Cologne. I fought Marcus Davis there. Yeah, so then you still had Swick to go. Yeah. Let's have a look. So, yeah, Swick was 105. I just remember Brock Lesnar getting in the octagon and doing a lap of it and thinking, my God, he it's just like, like boom, he's just boom, massive. Boom. Yeah, well, he was striding across a whole, a whole wall, a whole fence. He was just massive. Randy Couture, UFC 91. Yeah. So that was just after I made my debut. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I just made, made my so debut. So it's Cologne and that. And I'd, I was there for, I was, where was that? Vegas. Yeah, I was in Las Vegas. I, I'd gone over I'd gone over to, to train and I'd, I'd gone to the event. And I remember I shaved my mohawk off so I Did could just kind Sherman? of fly under the radar. No, no. I had a tap out t-shirt to blend in. It was like camouflage yes. back in the day. 
and uh, I shaved my mohawk off and I just I just went to be a fan. I just sat in the stands and watched the event. And I remember, yeah, watching Brock come into the arena and thinking to myself, holy shit, like. Randy just doesn't. Randy looks human in comparison to Brock Lesnar, who looks yeah. like. Remember those pink monsters off Doom? Yeah. Remember the video game Doom? Like bubblegum monsters. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what you. That's what he looked like running around the octagon. I thought it, this is not good. It was scary how how hard he didn't look like it hit him, but then when you saw the size of Randy's fit of uh, Brock's fist, yeah, because I think Frank got so it was super lucky of a of a referee fuck up because to be fair, you get punched in the back of the head a bit. It's like one of them when it's a flurry. Brock's obviously excited. Brock had mm-hmm. won the fight. I mean, it was a beautiful knee bar. Don't get me wrong, but Frank was in in fucking deep water at that point, yeah, yeah. and it was literally just these two massive hams coming down. Yeah, remember but, what he did, to Shane Carwin as well, dude. And Shane Carwin that had that been one. Stopped. Yeah, that Shane Carwin been had that one. Yeah, and then decided to have a quick nap while uh, while Brock squeezed his neck. Yeah, that's a shame, man. I, that's why I, I struggle because it's like Shane Carwin so close had it even Heath Herring he went five with Heath Herring mm. and he sent him across the cage in a roly-poly yeah. what the fuck yeah did he sprint at Heath Herring as well yeah he, that... he smacked him he, he, Heath Herring sort of did a roly-poly as he was going back I think that Brock it. sort of hit him with his shoulder did a bit of a spear on him and rolled him into the into the crowd <laughs> yeah he's just never been, I always felt that it just wasn't fair there needed to yeah. be a bigger weight class I just, yeah, super heavyweight. That's yeah. it. Cut off at like 235 or something. But we almost need to get Brock back enough to have half a dozen fights again. I Rather just, than that exhibition against Hunt and then another one's going to be... Is yeah. that when people say, oh, Engano, he's the big man. He can fight him. I think it'd be an interesting fight, but Brock could just use wrestling. Probably, yeah. Of course he would. Yeah. And that's all he did against Mark Hunt. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I just wonder what Brock looks like. Because, I mean, when, when, he, when he came in and squared off with DC in the octagon... And he, he had those, giant, yeah, he had that cowboy boot yeah, tucked with, into it. With was it like a grey suit? Like a grey suit tucked into tan cowboy boots? Yeah. Something awful. I don't think he had a tan belt either. So to me, I mean, no. he's got to have a tan wallet, tan belt, tan boots. Right. And it looked like he had a couple of shirts on underneath it as well, just to kind of bulk him up a bit. I wonder whether he's shrunk a little bit. Imagine if Brock had to you bulk know? himself up a bit. <laughs> well, I'm going to start know. wearing three shirts. You know, I bet you've got, you got USADA following him around all the time yeah. now. You know? can, can you just have a look at this bottle? <laughs> Choose a piss. <laughs> Right. All good? Anything else you want to talk about? You got any questions? What was I going to tell you? I was going to tell you. Cause it, how did we get there? That was the that was the main event, China. Of course it was. Because you're not going to be here for a couple of weeks. So we have got the medallion collection. Ooh. Medallion collection is dropping. So very soon. I'm not going to tell you exactly when. Because it's going to be probably closer to the, another end of the week. But it's <laughs> going to be very soon. We've got the medallion collection coming out. The snapbacks, beanies, Bags, we had Matt in from uh, from Bag Base. Top guy came in, bought us a load of bags. So we've got some bags in the work. We've got a nice executive collection, Ooh, if you don't mind, some sir. Some polo shirts. Some nice polo shirts. Yeah, loads of shit on the, on, the, on the go with Full Reptile Collective. So make sure you jump on there. Keep a look on uh, social media. Loads of stuff coming up. There's a new blend of coffee coming out as well. I have to collect tomorrow. Yeah, what's it called? Sidamo. Sidamo. Where's yeah. it from? Do you remember? Uh, from Greg. From Greg. <laughs> Greg is our our coffee expert, our coffee specialist. So we we let him seek out the best beans and then roast them to perfection. Those guys are like scientists. Oh, the beyond. Set up over there, yeah, it's amazing. Beyond, and they appreciate a good sticker, which I found. Oh, is that right? Yeah, which is nice. Well, full yeah. reptile have got good stickers. Yeah, for real. So that was uh, that's the full reptile. We got that coming up, obviously uh, coinciding because it's Black Friday. So if there's any deals, Ooh. hit me up. I need a new telly for Moo. She's a new telly. yeah, which is uh, it's going to cost me an arm and a leg. 
But other than that, I know we've got the Full Reptile Radio podcast, and I needed to talk to you about a couple of uh, artists. One of them, mm. Father Blissmus, linked me up with this guy called Idris Muhammad. Okay. It is full funk. It's fucking brilliant. You were just playing me a bit. Yes. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, taste yeah, 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 yeah. Mate. Oh, no, I'll make a note of that. Idris. Idris Muhammad. Okay. Definitely, definitely worth a listen to. And he's a proper uh, chill tune. So it's a good album. So thank you for that, Chris. And the other one is The Struts. So one of my good mates, David, who is known as Budabing, who's <laughs> an oversized gentleman, uh, he was telling us the other night, because we sat playing, uh, playing the new Call of Duty, and he was saying that his wife, Sue... Her nephew is in a band called The Struts. And literally, while I'm sat there at the back door chilling out with the boys, put this on and it instantly reminded me of you. And I was like, fuck, I've got to get down on this. So even if you listen to it now or when you do the uh, Full Reptile Radio, if you listen to it, guys, there's uh, Body Talks, I think it is by The Struts, but they've got a new album coming out. Nice. It's, it's really, really good. Nice. I'll check that out. I'll check that out. So, yeah, well, I'll, I'll give it a listen. I'll maybe drop a track onto the Full Reptile yes. Radio, the Gimme Radio show. See what you think. Which... If I remember right, I'm terrible with time zones. It's 8 a.m. West Coast and 4 p.m. UK. We've got to think of a way of being able to document these and just <sighs> archiving them for for. Oh, well, no, they've done that, actually. In fact, yeah, they've done that. I, I was I was going to talk about it on the on the radio show, but they've actually created an archive now. So you can go back. I think it's like it's like fight price, like $5 a month. Oh, and shit. And you can go back and you can list to any shows. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. So, you, I mean, you, literally, you've got two-hour playlists. And what's $5? I know. For, for a month. It's cheaper than Apple Music. It saves yeah, you yeah. going and searching stuff for yourself. How about this, motherfuckers? Go on. I'm, I'm, I went full Apple. I sold my soul. I've got two, you know, I've got a couple of MacBooks and phone and that. And I just signed up to Apple Music. Okay. Just because I, I get, I, I buy so much music. And I just thought, if I just subscribe to that, I can just listen to whatever yeah. I like. It's fine. So my other MacBook, which has got all of my music on, about 120 gig of music, I opened that up the other day and I was trying to grab some, some music for my dad out of my old collection, some old punk and stuff that he wants. So I was, I was digging through my old collection and something flashed up and it said, do you, do you want to merge your libraries? So in my head, I thought, oh, okay, oh, what, no. what it wants to do is bring all of the stuff I've pulled into Apple Music and put it on that. No. Absolutely not. It replaced half of the music that I have Dude. on my Mac with Apple Music. So now I have to stay subscribed to listen to it. Oh, Fortunately, shit. I have all of it backed up. But I thought that was a cheeky little... Yeah, they do it a lot. They used to be a... Um, when you used to have an iPod, all the music that got put onto an iPod was encrypted. So even if you put like a MP3 on there, uh-huh. it then changes into the iPod format. And there was this company that came out called Sanuti, which is iTunes backwards. Right. Clever, right? Ah. So basically, you had this app, and I made a fuckload of money off this when I worked at Egg. <laughs> when I was there, I used to. I was one of them people that I knew people that knew people that got the good shit. So a lot of people used to come to me and be like, "Can you get me this or can you get me that?" And it came down to like repairs, laptop repairs, all this other sort of stuff, and that went into data recovery which is a, a real dark world. You're not going to go down there. But there's guys used to come to me every week and go, can you get all my music off this iPod, please? Mm. So I ended up with like, the biggest library of music. I've got terabytes of, of like shit music. Oh, we'll have to dig through that then. I, yeah, yeah. I, I need to update a few bits. There's a lot of guilty pleasures on there. <laughs> a lot of people. Mate, I have been adding guilty pleasures mm. to playlists. And this, this is my one for this week. Hang on a minute. I'm actually going to pull up iTunes. You this, do that because I've, I've got mine. I've got mine. I know I've got one. This was linked to um, 
a TV show that we were talking about earlier as well, The Fast Show. Oh, yes. And um, it was the the environmentally friendly guy. Do you remember him? Yeah. Dave Angel. Dave Angel. Dave Angel. Eco Warrior. Dave Angel. Eco Warrior. <laughs> and they always use this song. Like a moonlight shadow. That's the one. That one. What a tune, right? What a tune. I used to love Danger. When he when he goes, what I've realised is you've got to bring a bird back to the house. <laughs> what I like to do is sprinkle a load of rose leaves over a bath. Lovely. Turns out, if you haven't got a rose, I use chopped onions. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> chopped onions. He's the fucking man. Moonlight Shadow, Mike Oldfield. I do Beautiful. know a guy called Dave Angel, though, which is even yeah. worse because he didn't watch the fast show. And you know when you go up to him and go, all right, Dave Angel? Eco-warrior. And he's like, why do you keep saying that to me? It's like, no reason. No reason. If your name was Dave Angel, you would never say your name was Dave, would you? It's no. always Dave Angel. Yeah, always. Dave We've Angel. got um, my, my little brother, my youngest brother, has got a friend called Joe. No one ever calls him Joe. His full name is Joe McRobert. And literally, it doesn't matter who you are. It could be a teacher. It could be the, the fucking, his auntie, his sister, anyone. They all refer to him as Joe McRobert. <laughs> and he does listen and he's just, ta- he's tapped me off for some coffee. He's just bought himself a new coffee machine. So he wants some of, the, some of the new coffee. And like the whole time I sat there and Stacey's like, who are you talking to? I was like, Joe McRobert. <laughs> what the fuck? But it is the same as Dave Angel. Here we go. So my my pick, we went to watch The Grinch with the kids yesterday. Okay. And there's a uh, a preview cartoon with the Minions and it's got Little Richard singing Bama Lama Lou. Oh my God. If you want to get up in the morning and chuck some funk into your junk, Trust me, this gets you get up with a with a with a walk with a real like funk in your step. Will it come up? Yeah, yeah, just, of course. Just, just give us a little little sprinkling to Mike. Here we go, here we go. Ready? I will find. We could out. definitely find a better way of putting music into this show. I know that Fight Disciples got it sorted out. Yeah, nice. But the thing is, that takes me straight onto them wanting to listen to Little Richard and Predator. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Long Tall Sally. I'm, I, you know when you can wax lyrical and sing the whole words of Long Tall Sally? It's a problem. It's that one. And the only other one is um, the Jackass theme tune. If you're going to be if you're gonna be dumb, you've got to be tough. Do you remember it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Literally, I was rendering a bathroom window this weekend and it came on. And I just wanted to dance. And when I'm like 12 foot in the air with a load of cement, it wasn't the best. So how do we do this then? How do we make an ultimate, ultimate guilty pleasures playlist that's accessible to everybody? Spotify? Is There's that a way on Spotify you can do it, which okay. I'm sure I'll look into. But the only thing is people want clothes way more than they want our <laughs> shit music. They do. They do. So because you're nipping off to China, which I'm not jealous of or bothered about, <laughs> I've got my plate full. But yes. if I can do it, the minute I can do it, I'm going to get a Spotify playlist and then people can send their suggestions because we did have a load of shit come in. It was brilliant. Yeah. And had someone messaging me about Greece, all sorts. There was nice. literally so many. It was, it was really good. Nice. Yeah. I, I was I was listening to mine the other day because I've got it on my old, my old uh, I was going to say my old podcast, my old iPod. I was going to say podcast yeah. to correct you. <laughs> my old iPod. And it's got, I mean, winds of change. Do, do, do. Mate, I had it on in the shower. Do, it lasts do, about 19 do, minutes. It's beautiful. Brilliant. It's yeah. beautiful. But yeah, that's it. It's good, man. I like I like a guilty pleasure, so I will definitely look into that. Yeah. But the first thing you need to do is keep your eyes on the website. Yeah. Because we have got limited numbers, but they are the dog's bollocks. Mm. So jump yeah. on. Send me some nice messages the, as well. The limited numbers because every time we get we get a few people keep robbing them. So yeah, well I'm, <laughs> I am I am robbing quite a lot. But the one thing I will say is 
the nicer you are in the comments when you place an order <laughs> to show that you are listening to the podcast, the more swag you get. And in the Ooh. words of Michael Scott, swag is stuff we all get. So Stuff we all get. Stuff we all get. Shout out to Michael Scott from The Office. <laughs> if you put a nice comment in the comment box, then I will make sure that you get extra stickers. Nice. Another funk. So nice. there you go. Cool. All good? That's it, man. Thank Let's you. Let's wrap it. Full Reptile Radio, episode something. Who something knows? Or other. <laughs> Catch you next time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.